So I want to speak a little to about what we normally do when the critic comes. Well, normally we feel like crap. (laughs) We believe it, we identify with it, we take it to be true, and we collapse. A collapse is can be experienced as feeling foggy-brained. We st- our clearing gets foggy. We feel it physically as we feel diminished. We, our energy can disappear. We can sag emotionally. We feel we can feel hopeless or despair or useless or worthless. Uh, so it manifests in different ways. One of our strategies that we try to employ is we rationalize. We, 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 we argue with the judge. Anybody notice arguing with the judge? The judge is saying, God, I can't believe you didn't call your friend back. They were in distress and you took you five days. Like, what, what kind of friend are you? And, and, and so we'll rationalize. Well, but I, you know, I emailed them and I texted them twice and, you know, and I did do that with my other friend last week and we get into this defending ourselves. And the problem with that is we've already put the judge in the position of authority. And we've already given them a moral high ground. And we're already on the defensive. And when we're in, on the defensive like that, we never win. And the main problem with that is we're giving the judge any authority at all. Because we don't want to be giving the, the judge any authority whatsoever. So whenever you try, whenever you're noticing you're, you're debating the critic, no, I really am a nice person, really, I'm, I'm good, and you know, I did this, and I... Forget it. It, it, it's, it's a road to empowering the judge. As Dustin Hoffman said, a good review from the critic is just another stay of execution. <laughs> so sometimes we're looking for, you know, the, the, the oh, you did good, you organized your office, well done, well done. Your car's finally clean, I'm so glad about that. <laughs> When we look to the critic for approval, again, we're giving authority to, the, to this part of our mind that we don't want to be empowering. Sometimes we attack the judge, we get hostile, we get aggressive out of a defensiveness. Mostly we believe what the judge is saying, and because we believe it, then we give it license to, to say whatever it wants to say. So say we mess up doing something, we forget to do something that, that was hurtful to somebody. And the mind, the, the judging mind, will rehash that scenario, right? How many, think of something that you, think of something you really messed up in your life. Some relationship, something at work. How many times have you recriminated yourself? Yeah, 50, 100, 500, 1,000? I mean, sometimes it's, you know, decades. Every time the mind goes, I can't believe, because partly because un- we have unresolved feelings about it, and the th- feelings keep giving rise to the thoughts, and we just go round and round and round and round. So I, the, the al- analogy I make is, imagine if your best friend walked around behind you all day and kept saying, you know, you really fucked up doing that. <laughs> you really did. You're actually a bit of a fuck up. You really messed up. You really messed up. You really messed up. I can't believe you messed up. Do you know how messed up that was? Like, you'd like turn around, you go, okay, I got it. Th- I heard it the first time. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I get it. I feel it. I'm remorseful. I'm learning. Thank you. 
right? We just, we just, you wouldn't put up, hopefully, <laughs> with a friend or a partner or somebody, you know. But with ourselves, we don't give ourselves that permission. We let it, we let it go on and on and on. And then we judge ourselves for judging. We judge ourselves for beating up on ourselves. What's important in this work with the critic is to understand the difference between judging and discerning. Judging and evaluating. So it's not that we throw out the critical, judgmental part of our mind, because we need that in our life. We need that in our work. We need, you know, say we need to evaluate our, our work performance, right? or we're critiquing some presentation, or some, some college paper that we're, we're, we're analyzing. We, we need that critical faculty, the discerning faculty. So we're not, I'm not saying dispense with that, but we're, we're making distinct distinction between, uh, say, reviewing our meditation and going, well, that was just a waste of time. That was just hopeless. I was just thinking all the time. I'm just such a loser when I meditate. To, oh, I noticed I was thinking a lot. I was really distracted most of that meditation. Right? The two, the same, same content, different uh, discrimination. One has an emotionally laden tone that the net result of that belief is you're bad, you're not good enough, you're wrong. Versus, oh yeah, my mind wandered a lot. Oh well, surprise, it happens. It's called meditation. The critic likes to, the, the, the mechanism, the psychic mechanism of the critic um, likes to likes us to believe that it's necessary for our functioning and survival. Because at some point it was. At some point it served a function to keep us on the straight and narrow, to fit in with our family system and whatnot. So it, it will have us believe that, it's, that we need it for our moral conscience. It often seems like the same thing as our moral conscience. It's the thing that tells us what's right and wrong, what's good and bad. We have a much deeper part of our psyche that knows right and wrong. And we don't need the punitive nature of the critic to tell us. It will remind us about right and wrong. But actually we have a much deeper intuitive knowing of that, just a natural ethical conscience. Sometimes we think if I didn't have the critic, we wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. So we, we, we think we need it to motivate ourselves. Right? And again, there's other ways to motivate ourselves. We can inspire ourselves rather than beating ourselves. You know, we can get inspired. We can encourage. We can invite. We can, you know, rather than needing the stick, we can follow a carrot. So we, again, these are different ways, subtle ways that we justify that presence of the harshness. So in the, in the field, in, this, in the field of working with the superego and the critic, there are two kind of main strategies that, I, that I'm aware of, two general categories. W- one is that the critic is hampering, undermining your happiness and well-being and your functioning. And it's basic to be ignored, 
to be thwarted, to be released, to be challenged, to be let go of. The second view is that the critic is a misguided ally, that there is some kernel of truth and helpfulness in it, but its, it, it's, it's, it's mode of, of con- communicating that is usually help, is harmful and destructive and undermining. So it is, I think both, both are useful and both are true and both have their places, those two strategies. So some ways that I'd like us to w- think about working with the critic today, and then we're going to practice some of these things. The first is, is mindfulness. Noticing when you're thinking, noticing when you're discerning, and noticing when you're judging to really become really vigilant and precise about when the mind is judging. Whether it's judging the color of the carpet or another person's clothing or your own wandering mind or just to notice that tendency, notice how frequent it is. And to, and to I think it's useful to make a note. Every time you're judging, you, you, you label it. Oh, judging, oh yeah. I'm judging this person for doing that judging myself, I'm judging the teacher, I'm judging the fluorescent lights, I'm judging all kinds of things. Just to, so, so, so we're really highlighting this part of the mind. To notice how much you're believing it and brought into it when it comes, how much you're identified with it. And to see wh- whether when you, when you identify the judging as judging, to see if it helps create a little disidentification, a little spaciousness, just like you come back to the sense of the mind as being like the sky, awareness, spacious. One interesting practice is to count your judgments. So maybe tomorrow, you can all count how many judgments you have in a day. (laughs) It's a really illuminating practice. 623, (laughs) 934. Yeah, we probably catch one in 10, so you can probably multiply it by 10, however many you get to. Um, but it's really informative. You know, at certain points, it's like, oh, please, really? Um, you know, the, the studies on thought, thinking, uh, uh, we think somewhere between 60 and 90,000 thoughts a day, 90 to 95% of them we thought yesterday. And that's particularly true with our judgments. Incredibly repetitive. It's like watching really bad repeats on TV. <laughs> so uh, writing your judgments down, as we did this, m- uh, this morning, is very helpful. The replacing practice, which is replacing with a neutral statement, like the sky is blue, grass is green. Replacing it with a metaphrase, may I be happy, may I be peaceful. The compassion practice feeling the painfulness of the critic. I'm repeating some of the material we talked about this morning. Feeling the, feeling the painfulness of, the ju- of being judged. Another interesting practice is to hold the opposite view. So when the judge says, uh, you're hopeless at meditation, you hold the view, I'm masterful in meditation. And you hold them both at the same time. Feel them both in your body. 
I'm really unsuccessful and a loser. I'm really successful and a winner. Just to hold that polarity. What does it feel like to hold the opposite? I'm hopelessly disorganized. I'm really organized. And just to play with that. Because quite truthfully, probably you are. Often, often we're most critical of the things that we excel in. right? Because it's not perfect enough, but we've worked on it a lot because our critics been on our case, so maybe you are very organized, but to your level of standard, there's still things you miss. But to somebody else, you're, you're incredibly organized. So that to play with that. And then to rest in this spacious awareness, rest in the sky like mind. So specifically, what we're going to do um, in a minute is we're going to uh, work with s- some active strategies to counteract the effects of your critic. So these could be called defending strategies. So from a certain point of view, and w- the one of the places where I get this work from the critic is from the Diamond Approach work, which is a work, spiritual work school that's uh, out of Berkeley, from, developed by Hamid Almas. And there's a wonderful book called The Soul Without Shame by Byron Brown, which I highly recommend. Soul without shame, since the, the nature of the critic is to shame. The understanding from that perspective is that any self-judgment is an attack. It's an attack on our be- well-being, it's an attack on our integrity, it's an attack on our goodness, and we need to find a way to thwart the attack, just, just, as, just as we would with a friend doing that. So, and I'm, I'm going to list, and, and, and actually, I, I, there's, a f- there's a flyer on the back table um, where I've listed, where I've given these strategies, and I'll just g- run through them. So, the first is to, when, when a judgment comes at you, just to notice, oh, judging, judging. The second thing you can do is to speak, to speak the truth of its impact. So, s- the judgment might come, oh, I can't believe you're so dull. And we speak how that feels. Ow, that hurts. That's painful. That really is unpleasant to hear. I don't like that. I don't want to hear that. So we're just speaking what's true in the moment. Which again is, is, is a way of dropping into our heart and not allying with the mind, the mental part of this. The next uh, strategy is to use humor and sarcasm. Personally, I find this the most useful because there's something about humor that just creates space. So the different things you can do with humor. Um, when I was on these long re- meditation retreats, I used to, my judge was pretty active. I used to, um, in, in England, the, the, the judges used to wear these long wigs. I think they still do. <laughs> kind of weird looking things. And um, so I'd, I'd sort of dress up my judge in this very bad meditator, bad person, and just sort of ham it up a little bit. Um, so and a form of humor for me is exaggerating the, the judgment. So from being a, ter- you're a terrible meditator 
to, yeah, I'm really am the worst meditator in the world. I'm, I'm glad you finally saw that. I really suck at this, don't I? So then you have to be careful with this one because that could be disparaging. But if, you, if, you, if you're doing it with humor, it's ju- you're just playing with it. Okay? Again, it's spaciousness. Yes, I am a terrible person. Yes, I am the worst, world's worst driver I know. So a, a really effective strategy is, um, is what I call here the Tai Chi move, which is, um, again, as I said earlier, the, this part of the mind is expecting opposition. And, and if you just go with the flow, which is, uh, give me judgment. Someone shout out judgment. I'm tired of my own judgments. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. So you're an idiot. Yeah, you're right. I'm an idiot. Thank you. It's really helpful. Yeah. Anything else? Great. I'm an idiot. And you just let it. So again, you, you, it's it's coming from a place if you're not identified, with, you're not believing it. It's like, oh yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Thanks. It's really helpful. Great. Another one. Another I'm a terrible parent. I'm a terrible parent. Yeah, you're right. You know, I really suck at parenting. It's true. Thanks. Great. <laughs> Anything else? Ah. Uh, um, disinterest. So my, my orientation to the critic is to have a stance that's somewhat dismissive and disinterested. Because it's somewhat predictable, it's very old, and it's just not interesting, really. I mean, is it really interesting what the critic has to say? It's really, I mean, you, you know, you, it's, it's stunningly unoriginal. So, so a stance could be, oh, really? Wow, that's, that's great. That's really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. I messed that one up too? Great. Great. Um, challenging the authority of the critic. Like, who are you? Like, who, who gives you the right to, to, to cast moral judgment on my character? Like, who do you think you are? This is this kind of a, a self-protective stance. You can get fierce. Sometimes fierceness is, a, is an appropriate when you're feeling really beaten down. <laughs> Just like you might be in an argument or somebody with a friend who's beating you down. You say, like, stop. Enough. I'm not listening to this anymore. This is not true, not helpful, no thank you. And I know this might sound like, you know, we're getting a little schizophrenic here and we're talking to ourselves. <laughs> but at times, it's helpful. Yeah. You know, when, when our mind is... And it, this, doesn't, this, this doesn't need to be the judging mind at this time. When, 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 when our mind's just worrying and worrying and worrying about some problem or some issue. Blah, 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 yeah, that we do have this capacity to say, all right, enough. Put it down. Let it go. Drop it. And we actually can at times. It doesn't always work. But at times, we can, we can just... Okay, enough. Let's just stay with what's happening here. And so, we, so we can pull on that. The replacing practice, as we talked about. May I be happy? May the sky be blue? Oh, it is blue. Um, compassion. Compassion for yourself. Compassion for the judge. Well, this must be really painful for you to feel all these things about me. You must be really suffering over there. Wow. To just have a purely negative view of the world? That must be really unpleasant. Thank you for looking after, trying to look after me. 
You don't. You can go home now. You can rest. You can relax. So that's some of the main strategies that I think are helpful. But there are others. Uh, you may have your own. Anybody else have any uh, others that are particularly useful? You want to share? Yes. The pity party. The pity party. How does that look? Uh-huh. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you exaggerate whatever you're feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> poor, poor, poor baby. You know, and you start laughing. You can uh-huh. do this for more than a minute and really realizing how ridiculous you are. Uh-huh. So the so the comments of a pity party stand in front of the mirror and you kind of exaggerate the that you know, you poor thing, this is really so terrible and yeah. So again, you're, you're using humor and some lightness. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Um, something I learned from my counselor. He just said, "Have mercy." Have mercy. Have mercy. There's no fight. Mm. Nothing to think about. Just have mercy. I like that one. Mm. So the comments is saying, "Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy." Like it. Good. Any other things people do? Well, some, some feedback I've had was, uh, you know, acknowledge all the parts of yourself as valid. So the critic comes, you're like, oh, what are you saying? Let me hear it. You know, and, hmm, is there anything there I need to do anything about? And mm-hmm. I'll suggest sometimes no. And, right. and if it's no, maybe just, well, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I don't need any more of that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so reasoning in some way, and evaluating, you know, is, is there something useful or valid in this in this judgment, this thought train that's helpful. If yes, fine. If not, thank you. Let it go. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Yes, that's a good one. Thank you for sharing. And uh, now go bother somebody else, please. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to suggest we do is uh, uh, again to get into pairs, the same one or different one, and. You're gonna. One person's going to take the the role of your critic, and you're going to give them your list if you feel comfortable. <laughs> if you don't feel comfortable giving list, you can just tell them what judgment you want to work on. Um. So so I need a vault. So y- y- we're going to do this. You. Okay. So come sit up here for a second. <laughs> you're going to read mine out loud. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.